Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Lynn Heatherton is the creator of a website called Dog Sized and the owner of a Havanese named Kobe. As a child, Lynn wanted to get a dog, but she had to wait until she was an adult. Well, the wait was worth it, and when Kobe came into her life, Lynn found that he had such a positive impact on both her daily mental health as well as on her entrepreneurial spirit, inspiring her to start the Dog Sized Project. Lynn, welcome to Dog Save the People. I'm so happy to have you here in our studio. Great, thanks. <laughs> now, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? I grew up in California, uh-huh. and uh, now I live in New York. I've been here for about 20 years, and I, I also lived in New York for a few years. Okay, whereabouts in Europe did you live? I was in France and Germany. Oh, nice. Yeah. For about six years. Okay, great. That's an amazing experience. Yeah. In New York, a lot of people are very career focused, and yet I think that they find that there's something missing in their life. And for me, what I found was that I really was missing having a dog. And I I grew up with dogs, but I believe that you did not have a dog growing up. No, I did not. No, I always wanted one, but uh, my parents were not on board with that. Uh So (laughs) they let me have a fish. Oh, there you go. All right. And that does not really very cuddly. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not really the same. Yeah. So you ended up um, at one point thinking about getting a dog. For a lot of my career, I traveled a lot. Uh-huh. And I just thought, oh, I can't do it now because you know, I was in consulting and doing other types of things and like living abroad and traveling loads. And basically what happened about 10 years, well, actually it's 11 years ago, I realized I was working in New York at a job in the city and I didn't need to travel as much. And I really wasn't on the road as much. And then I thought, you know, now's actually a great time. So that's why I decided to go ahead and and get a dog. Perfect, so tell me about the dog that that found you or you found. I had a lot of advice from friends and one of my best friends who always thought I should get a dog, his name's Scott, he told me, you know, going, while a lot of people think rescues are great and they are great, if you've never had a dog before, sometimes going with a pure breed is good because you kind of know what you're getting involved with. Yeah. So you can kind of pick characteristics and traits that will fit with your lifestyle. So for example, while I travel less, I still wanted a dog I could put in a bag and go into an airplane with. So it had to be below a certain size. And then I also sort of preferred to have a hypoallergenic dog. So he was also more friendly and people with allergies would have like less worries. So that's how I ended up going and I, I searched for months trying to figure out, you know, what is the right kind of dog? And mm-hmm. I ended up, I landed on Havanese. I love Havanese. They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Such so. big personalities too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> very, very funny. Yes. <laughs> My brother has a Havanese and many of those same traits were why he ended up kind of going that direction and they wanted to be able to travel with her. Her name's Oreo. They wanted to be able to, his wife is allergic Mm-hmm. to dogs so this was like a perfect and they have three boys three young yeah. boys and it was like it is she's like the perfect bulletproof kind of starter dog and yeah. um <laughs> and but it has it made a huge impact in their life that's so cute to call it a starter dog yeah in a way um it, it was though because yeah. i would i had no skills like i didn't know what i was doing like i went to puppy kindergarten yes. not necessarily for my dog i really had to go more for myself 
So oh, yeah, no, it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. So your dog's name is Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. And tell me about Kobe. Kobe, uh, he is a very happy Havanese. Uh, he's he's gonna be 11 in March, which I'm just shocked. Wow. Uh, he looks great. Uh, he loves to travel. He loves trains, planes, automobiles, anything as long as he's with you, he's happy. Yes, isn't that great? He's pretty quiet, except his couple of his skill sets are he howls with uh, all the emergency services. Yes. yes, I had a dog that did that too. It's hilarious. Yeah, so it'll be funny. I, I do bring him into the office occasionally or sort of semi-regularly. And if there are sirens going on, I'm working in Union Square right now. Oh, yes. So uh, there are definitely sirens going on down there. And uh, what I like to consider is that in a previous life, he was a fireman. So he's just back, you know, redoing his duty. Oh, I so love it. he's very on the job with it. Like no matter what he's doing, he'll stop and he has to howl. Isn't that great? Doesn't matter what he's doing. And you're living in New York City, you've met a lot of other people through the dog community. And in your building, everybody basically has either a dog or a baby. Yeah, absolutely. So uh -huh. I live down the financial district, and uh, everyone in the building has a dog or a baby. Yeah. <laughs> And so how do you find the community? Because I know for myself, it just having a dog changes everything on the street, of course. Yeah. Well, I think it's a, it's probably also like parenting. I mean, I'm not a parent, but or I'm a pet parent, but yes. not a human parent. You see them everywhere because clearly the dogs always greet each other. They love to sniff each other's butt. Yes. They check each other out. And then you just naturally start talking to all the different owners of pets and everyone seems pretty friendly and it's nice yeah it's really really nice but there is definitely like a dog subculture going on and then of course you know you go to the dog park and you meet all the different dog walkers and no it's true and there's like there are so many people that i've met that i never would have met before whether it was in the dog park or on the street neighbors that i've walked by forever that we ended up now we know each other's names because of our dogs yeah. And um, I love it. I, and that's something about New York City that for me, I think, was not what I was expecting, is that it's really a small town. And like my neighborhood, I know yeah. so many people, if not by name, but at least by face. Mm -hmm. And it's the same people that are walking their dogs at 5 a.m. that I am. And mm -hmm. we're all taking our dogs out at the same time at night. And there's something really comforting about that. And you probably don't know their names, but you know, you're like, that's Moose's mom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. You know them all by their dog's name. Yeah. yeah. No, some very, some very surprising things have happened because of Kobe, for example. Kobe was in uh, the Russian issue of GQ because, <laughs> at, because at our dog park, one of the guys is a photographer, right. a professional photographer, does fashion shoots, and they needed a whole bunch of dogs for a fashion shoot, and Kobe got picked to be one of the, I don't know, there must have been at least 12 or 15 dogs in that fashion shoot. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> so yeah, all my cousins are now, they say, oh, our, our cousin's in GQ. Isn't that funny? I mean, that's again what the the crazy thing about New York City yeah. is that you run into people. Or you, I mean, you, these kind of experiences just don't happen in other cities like yeah. that. That's hilarious. Yeah. So now, because of Kobe or inspired by Kobe, you ended up launching a website. Yeah. So as I said before, I didn't have any pets growing up. Yeah. And so I really didn't know anything about taking care of a dog and I live alone or now I live with Kobe and I really just felt like I was learning so much 
And I was constantly searching and looking for information that I thought, you know, why don't I just put this up online and make it available for all the new pet owners? Cause I was constantly looking for new products or like, what do I do now? Or what are, you know, what are the various kinds of, you know, rules around parks or taking, you know, your dog to a hotel. And so I created Dog Size. Well, number one, you have all these great links to different products like dog bags, grooming mm. supplies, pet beds, like all the things that one might need as a new dog owner. And yeah. also, yeah, you're right. Like having a, having a dog, being a new dog owner is very stressful. I found it very overwhelming, very stressful. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't either. And um, <laughs> training tips. Yeah. The right snacks, food. I mean, it's it's a it's an incredibly huge universe mm -hmm. of information. And so I do find that what you created with Dog Size is this a real like one stop where there's articles up really on, on every aspect of having a dog. So I think that um, it's an incredibly valuable resource. Well, thanks so much. And um, when you started, it was 2007, and the world has changed. The yeah. whole world of internet, and again, as you were talking, like the world of social media and, and Google. and It used to be very active uh, website, and now it's really something more that I do on the side. Sometimes I wonder if I should still keep it going, because it seems like today there's all of the traffic really goes to Google and Facebook and really very large sites, and less comes to those sort of smaller blogger communities. But, you know, there's always kind of a steady trickle so I've always had that question like oh maybe there is you know maybe it's still doing good I guess I'll just keep it up you yeah. know but I've also noticed that I'm, I'm not the only person having or not the only website having this issue uh, I clearly like linked to a lot of other sort of cute resources or products that they're not there anymore oh yeah because I think everything ends up going to the really large sort of big box retailers yes uh, and then these small little niche or boutique places they go out of business. Yeah, so, no, it's hard. And I think it's also, you know, hard if you are passionate about dogs and let's say you, I, I like I met with a lady that wanted to create her own clothing line for dogs. I mean, that's great, but it, it's hard. You know, it's it really hard. hard. You have to get the numbers right. And there's a lot of logistics and a lot yes. of investment and getting your name out there is really hard. Absolutely. Well, I know because I've worked in fashion for years and I think with dog clothes, because people are like, oh, you got to do dog clothes. And I did a few things, but mm -hmm. number one, you have to do, you have to kind of do the whole size range Yeah. and finding the right place to manufacture these items, getting them at the right price because people aren't going to spend tons and tons of money mm -hmm. and um yeah it's like any kind of new business too just yeah. starting out and then competing with these much larger big stores or the amazons it's mm -hmm. it really can be intimidating but i always applaud when people do start those things yeah and um it's something that again it may become like a side gig for them that they do not as a hobby but as like as more of a passion project or something mm -hmm. that keeps them feeling creative in a way that is autonomous, which I really love. But I love your site. And I like, again, as the world of the internet is, is evolving every day, that this is a wonderful platform for other aspects of dog sized. I really do. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Now, what kind of advice do you have for people who are just getting their first dog? 
A, I would say go to dog size because yes. I have all my lists up there. So all the various things that you, you know, probably need to have or even like sort of discussions about sometimes I would call it maybe controversial topics like do you create or do you not create yes. your dog? I have an article on that. That's great. I created Kobe and I think it's for him, he still has his crate. He has a, a nice little sort of cover around it. And it's kind of like his little place. So he knows in the whole apartment, I mean, basically any place is his, but that's <laughs> definitely exclusively reserved for him. Yes. And it worked for me, but some people don't like the idea of a crate, but I have those kinds of sort of topical oh, articles uh, on there. I would say one of the best things that I did was going to doggy kindergarten yeah. because I needed to go. I needed to learn all the basics, like, especially for a puppy. Yes. You really had to keep your puppy entertained, you know, taking those Kongs and filling them with peanut butter or yeah. uh, food and then freezing them. And that will keep your puppy entertained for a really long time. Yes. I learned all of those types of things at, at really good dog schools that I went to. So I went to a couple of different classes. We went to like a tricks class. And it's also something sort of fun to do with your dog. And you get to talk to other uh, new dog owners because exactly. usually it's all all the people that are there are puppy owners yes. usually at these training classes because especially for the beginner ones if your dog probably would have already aged out of it they're in the advanced classes <laughs> <laughs> I have a dog who is a Bernese mountain dog and so I have two rescue dogs and then this Bernese and when I got him, he was a puppy. I forget how many how many weeks old he was. And I started. I had a trainer that was coming to the house, and I have. To, I'm embarrassed to say that I stopped halfway through. I'm like, oh, I've got this. This is mm. easy. And he really could have used a lot more training. And I wish that I had done what you recommended about taking him to puppy classes. He's very social. He loves dogs. Mm -hmm. He loves people, but. There are um, some behaviors that he, and now that he's 100 pounds, aren't so adorable. And <laughs> uh, I wish that I had um, been a little bit more committed because it would have been better for him too in the long run. So that's something that I've learned now that I really, the next, so I have three dogs and so I won't, I don't see myself getting another dog soon, but the next dog, I really will spend that time and seek professional help for both yeah. myself and for the dog. Because it's it's critical to have a dog that, especially in New York City, but really if a dog's living in the home, you want them to have certain things that they know and certain things that help them de-stress. And again, it's helpful for both you and the dog. I felt like I needed to almost learn this new dog language. Uh-huh. It's yes. basically, how do I communicate with this little character like <laughs> how are we going to get along uh -huh. so I, I was because I really didn't know what I was doing and yeah. I just felt like I needed someone to sort of help guide me through the process and figure out oh how do I make sure he doesn't eat all my shoes how right. do I exactly. you know like, what are the ways to distract and also use a carrot over a stick like all of the ways that you can get them to do things I would not have naturally known that. Yes. Yeah, it's not always that intuitive. No. I, I, for other. me, it was definitely not intuitive. Yes. I, I definitely needed that help. Yeah. I took all the advice I could get. 
And that's why probably that's why I felt like I needed to write it down. Oh, and, I think like, that's wonderful. And disseminate the information because it shouldn't just reside with me. Yeah, no, I love that you're sharing this. Yeah, and it, and if you encourage one thing for people that you might be encouraging to get dogs is that if the great thing about living in New York City is it's very dog accessible. You know, there are a lot of dog walkers. There are a lot of dog parks. So so on those days where I know it's a really heavy day and I'm not going to bring my dog to work or, you know, I, sometimes I have clients or engagements where I know I'm never bringing my dog to the office. I have a dog walker that comes in and she takes him out at least twice during the day. So I'll take him in the morning. Then the dog walker comes and I think she really likes hanging out with my dog. Yeah. So I think she takes him longer <laughs> than, because nice. she has like a whole posse of little guys little yeah. dogs and they all sort of hang out together <laughs> and but it makes it very simple because sometimes people say oh well you know what are you going to do if, if you're working really late well and luckily i have you know great dog walkers i also have neighbors that have dogs and we'll also sort of sub for each other like oh can you pick up my dog oh can i drop off my dog for a couple hours at your place you know is that way the dog's not by himself all day long because that's not really good for, uh, you, you wouldn't want that for a right, dog. Exactly. So, And then even, for example, if you want to go on a trip, so let's say you want to go on an exotic trip to India, or like I was about a year and a half ago, I went to Japan with my mom. Well, I didn't have a friend that could take Kobe for that period of time, but in New York City, you have all of these services that are like puppy dog camp. Now, how has your relationship with Kobe evolved over time? It's just gotten easier. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of have our sort of routine down. He's still very flexible. You know, some people have dogs with that require them to be up at a certain time and go to bed at a certain time yes. and eat at a certain time. Yes. And Kobe is not like that at all. Completely not trained like that. Like he will sleep in with me. Oh, that's great. As long as I want to sleep in. And uh, he's very, very easygoing. So, you know, love being with him. And I mean, really not, you know, not other... Other than that, not much has changed. Yeah. I mean, he's he still can be very puppy-like. Yeah. Even though he's going to be... A I still can't believe he's... Well, he's 10 and a half, yeah. I guess I should say. But I think he'll be around for a while. What do you think in general that we as humans can learn from dogs? To live in the moment. You only have this moment to live, and they do. And they're always happy to see you. That's a great thing about you know having your dog and coming home to your dog. Your dog is just super happy to see you and it doesn't matter what kind of day you had they're just super happy to see you and you're super happy to see them and if you're in a bad mood usually takes you right out of that they live in the moment and that's yes. we need to do that more oh my gosh absolutely yeah no it's true when i come home my dogs it, it's like they haven't seen me in 10 years and yeah. <laughs> and um and it really it does like everything else like just kind of falls by the wayside yeah. And it's a wonderful feeling. And I really, that's one of the reasons why I recommend for people to get dogs, even if they're working, because it kind of, it tethers, it, 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 it anchors people to a, to a wonderful home life. And the dogs really just, it, it helps them release and forget all of this stuff that is kind of not that important. So we can find your website, dogsized.com. Mm -hmm. And where do we find Kobe again on Instagram? Kobe's Instagram is Kobe the Havanese. Okay. Are there any other places on social media that we would find Kobe or dog sized? 
Well, Dog Slice has a presence on Facebook. All right, great. Yeah. Okay. And I think we had Twitter. But I haven't been using those really quite as much. Yeah. I haven't been quite as active there yeah. as in the past. Lynn, a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. And we will look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks. Thank you. I think Lynn was way ahead of the pack when she created Dog Sized. Because when she created it, there was not as much content as there is online now. So many of her articles that she wrote are such great pieces of information, such great resources for people considering a dog, thinking about getting a dog, somebody who's a new dog owner. It's an A to Z resource for all of us dog lovers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you. Thank you.